everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> so we've been recording for like two to three minutes. We talked about the T-Rex going extinct recently and the shoot job shenanigans. Uh, this is episode 151, December 17, 1994. I'm going to try to recover it once I'm done, but it literally cut off and I have no clue why. So I'm going to have to keep my eye on this thing to make sure it does not stop in the middle of it. Holy shit. All right. So again, it's Booking the Territory of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. We're talking Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 151, December 17, 1994. Uh, what do you say, Doc? You want to get into this thing? Well, like we said a minute ago, and we don't. who knows who heard it, um, there's a lot to get into here. So, yeah, I think in the interest of time, and just because our fans love wrestling almost as much as we do, we should probably go to the ring. Yep, so apologies on the recorder cutting off, but uh, at least it didn't Christ. happen. At least we didn't realize it 30 minutes into it, because then you and I would have both been salty. Would have quit. Uh, I, I would have been, been like, would... we're not doing no more. No, show's over. Done. Wait, this week? This week? No, forever. <laughs> so we're, we're retired. You, know, you do know that the, the, the first time that we forget, you and I are so stubborn about this, that the first time something happens and we can't get out of show, that's going to be how the show ends. That's it. It's over. We're finished. Because that's we the can't only we can't We can't be the most professional, and nobody will sponsor us, and we can't get on a network. So the only thing we have to hang our hat on it's the fact that we don't miss. So once we miss, we don't have anything. We're going to quit. Especially, especially those dick pill bastards. Those sons of bitches will sponsor anyone, and, and, and they will, and they, and they never got back to me. So I'm with you, man. No, yeah, for real. We're just at, like, we're out real. here alone, man. That's that's, that's right. what I'm talking about. That's all right. I mean, li- literally, everybody, everybody's plugging the 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 the, the, the dick pills. Everybody but Corny. <laughs> he he's got. Me. He's well. He's got some some standards here can we talk about something for a second well we were headed to the ring but i guess we We, took a detour that's okay yeah this is our show we do it the fuck we want man we don't even have to talk about this episode if you don't want real real quick when jr because i'm because we're looking at jr right now is him and lesser about to kick off the show when jr starts talking about the dick pills on his on his new show like that's uncomfortable man (laughs) you just hear him he's like yeah, you know, kinda, that, that, you know, but you know what that is? That's the that's the absolute. I mean, let's be honest. That's the absolute right there truth of why these guys ain't using these products. Because man, his he's still grieving over his wife. You know, but that wasn't what got me. What got me was he was talking about when they were in Vegas and how he was chewing the dick pills. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so is he? Is he heading over to the local establishment? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, how is he procuring the things that the pills require or are oh, needed man. for? And so has he already moved on from his beloved? And I ain't saying that. So now what? It's just weird listening to him plug that. I'm just saying. That's all I want to say. But you're right. We're here to do Smokey. 
Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that is. Episode 151, December 17, 1994, a week before Christmas. This next set of tapings we're jumping into were taped December the 5th, 1994, and we are in Princeton, West Virginia at Princeton Whoa. High School. I did not know that. Hold on. Let me get over. Well, I, I think we've been here before. I it don't really think we look... have. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Well, I, here's the problem, and I've said this 500 times on the opening a lot of times. We'll get to... You know, 151 episodes into this thing, and, and if you just do the math and divide that by four episodes or three to four episodes of taping, I mean, we've been to 40 to 50 different places at this point, so it's a little hard to to figure out where you've been and haven't been before. I felt that's like, like a, the that's reason like after a night of drinking, you got to figure out, piece it back together, and figure out where you've been. What was her name again? In um, and I in the. I'm just going to sound crazy, but the gym that they're in in the bleachers, I feel like I've seen them before. But, you know, they they may all look the same, too. They all look the same. That's nice. No. Saying, take, are you trying to say white people all look alike? No, but white people smell like puppy dogs. They do, man. It's true. <laughs> I didn't we know can't, that was I a mean, thing. I mean, I can't smell it because I'm one of them. But, you know, it's, it's man, talk to some brothers. That's what they say. I didn't know white, that was a white. thing un, until I fucking... Google, you told me to Google it, and I swear I put in white people sm, SM, and it filled it out for me, and I had never searched it before. I'm surprised it didn't finish out with white people smart. But anyway, okay. we're in Princeton, West Virginia, and I'm pretty sure I haven't looked at this before because they uh, we have a population of 6,432. That's nice. Okay. And they're part of a... Uh, a little micropolitan area of Bluefield, West Virginia, Virginia. Never heard of that. That's 107,000 people in that little community, bigger, larger community. These fools. Stop drinking coffee while no, you're talking. It's, my it's first fucking drink. disturbing. It's like I when just, you I feel, eat. I feel like we're all sitting down and having a chat together. Okay, so here Hit we go. Hit the mute button when you do that. God well, damn. I'm, I'm, I've got my phone in one hand and my coffee mug in the other. So how would I hit the mute button? So you're a smart person. Figure it out. Um, this is an interesting little place here, pal. Only ninety point seven percent white people. Okay, they're opening the door there. They're a welcoming, inclusive community. I mean. I don't know what you expect. There's not 50% black people in the country, so you're never going to get, like, unless, you know, there are places, but you, I don't know what you think good looks like here. I'm anyway. Gonna I'm going to play heel for a second uh, and oh. tell you that I am ridiculously tired of doing demographics in this area because it's well, cut and paste. <laughs> So we're at six. Well, now wait a minute. Six point three percent African American. That's pretty okay. good. That's I mean, a little better. Yeah, because if you put six point three percent on sixty four hundred people, there's a community there for folks. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Bob Denver is from Princeton. Hmm. You know who that is? He was Gilligan on Gilligan. Oh, uh, yeah, him. I used to like that show. Yeah, Sam Elliott. Some people out there know him. He's the guy who, uh, he's done a lot of things. He was in Mask. Harper would have known that. Jennifer Garner. Ooh, she's, she spent several years in Princeton. She's hot. You should check her out. 
Uh, the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks is from there. Do you remember Rod Thorne, who was the general manager of the New Jersey Nets? Yes. Yep. And get this, man. This town is big enough that they're in the Appalachian League. Uh, they got a rookie league, uh, major league uh, affiliate, minor league baseball team, pal, for the Tampa Bay Rays. That's a come up for one of these. That's, can you imagine how big that is for one of these places? Yeah, pretty big. I mean, they got, well, and what I mean there is they got options, pal. So let me do the numbers on these black folks. Jesus Christ, can we get to the show? That's 400, 411 black people, man. Can we, can, can, can we get well, to we the show? Well, we have one more thing to one more thing to look at though. The one thing that is is a constant here is the money. Um, the median income for a household is 21,736. How much? 21,736. Holy For shit. For a family, it's 32. Please stop sipping on that coffee. Jesus Christ, hit the mute button. Uh, uh, that's so not a lot of money. 24% of the population, almost a quarter, are below the poverty line. Yeah, that's not a lot of money, man. So they need to get down to the wrestling. And spend that ease, cheddar. Ease that troubles. And get soaked out of the rest of that money. Government should just cut a check straight to Smoky Mountain. <laughs> stop. stop. <laughs> uh, you, all right. You laugh, though, because you know I'm not wrong. All right. No, so I'm, we... I'm not getting into that discussion. That laugh was just me laughing at you trying to be political again, as usual, because that's what you like to do. Because it's like. I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure that governments of both sides of the aisle cut checks to the a lot of people in that country there in that we go. so if you could go back to the very oh, opening God. we need to look at some of the the ladies of princeton as we segue into the episode here whatever whatever you say pal look um, at these look at these i mean they had to get some reinforced steel chairs for this you know, in an hour and a half, you're going to be talking about how tired you are. And you just wasted 10 minutes on the same demographics we've covered 152 times at this point. I don't think so. People like this. No, you. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about you. I said you are going to be tired. Oh, yeah. Half. Probably so. I'm already a little See? tuckered. There you go. It's what he does. He shoots his look. Look at those. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, uh, oh wait. Hey, hey. Whoa. Hopper would hit it. There was one in there. She was going to get her some Tracy Smothers, I bet. Let me tell you something, man. This, like, 250-pound bra was hitting on him Saturday at Wildcat X-Rated. Jesus. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, she, I walked up to him. He just gave me this look and rolls his eyes. I go, she's sweet on you, huh? He goes, brah, what am I supposed to do with that? I said, man, sometimes you're in a bind, man, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And he's like, brace the stutter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't i can't do that i said all right i'm just telling you sometimes times get tough sometimes you got to take what you are you trying to say that harper's not a real wrestler because a real wrestler wouldn't have had those guns as he, wouldn't have been conflicted like, in that kind of way he's like a kid man you know how when you're a kid you won't admit to certain shit that's what he was doing right there i'm like boy you better go head on and just tag he that was probably afraid that your loud mouth would come back and bring it back to the show just like you just did 
<laughs> she was way on the other side of the room. She couldn't hear. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, lesson uh, Jim Ross, they open the show and they tell us that Robert Q. Harmon, a sports agent from California, is here to talk to talk about the dirty white boy or talk to the dirty white boy about someone who wants to battle the dirty white boy for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. They've been teasing this, if you remember. Uh, plus a lot more. So, let's just get into it. Uh, we got the Nightmare versus Tracy Smothers open up the show. Um, Tracy comes out with his shoulder taped up. Uh, Brian Anderson joins the commentary team, and he gloats about injuring Tracy's shoulder recently. Smothers doesn't win with the jaw jacker, but he wins with the submission hole in the Nightmare, which was different, I guess, for Tracy right there. Um, I also want to say Anderson goes down to the ring to confront Smothers after we, uh, right before we go to commercial. So, uh, Doc... You know, enhancement talent match. I don't have much from it. Tracy's out there, you know, mingling with his people with the Confederate flag and whatnot. So you got anything from this? Given the demographics of the town, I feel like the crowd was a little small. But I got to tell you, it was an enthusiastically loud crowd to get started. You notice when they started that um, Brian Anderson's mic wasn't working and he was like, giving him hell about it and i was like man it's all right if we don't get his mic working at all i'm cool so by the time this comes out i should have spoken to tracy smothers if um everything goes as planned and we are planning on asking tracy about brian anderson and his feud because i'm pretty sure no one has spoken to him about that feud at this point because i haven't heard I haven't heard a ton of shoot interviews, but I don't know if I've ever heard Tracy talk about Well, that. and I don't expect Tracy to come on here and bury the guy. I mean, that's not what we're looking for. But, it, you know, we have said it, and it's clear that this Tracy deserves a little bit better here. And I'll be interested to hear what he has to say, because I'm sure he'll be somewhat diplomatic about it, but. Well, and sometimes I just think you you throw stuff up against the wall and you try things, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I just feel like this is one of those things where it's like, I think they were trying something different, bringing in someone new, and it's a you know like the new toy at Christmas time. But then you quickly realize the toy isn't a good toy. I don't know. That's my only take on it. So, but you know what? Go ahead. You're about to say something. Yeah. So. Um... The one thing that I thought was interesting, because it's kind of a time capsule piece of the puzzle here, is that so so they're you know they they've mentioned in on the commentary, and I think this is a good move that they do that that Tracy's not really a submission wrestler, so that you know he's got that going against him, he's got the shoulder against him, so how is how is he going to fight the odds? But he did get the submission hold locked in there. And the guy's t nightmares tapping, but tapping wasn't a thing back then. And it's such a thing now. Like, it's like tap out is like a thing. There's like a company. There's shirts. There's a thing. But this is in the early days of, of UFC. It wasn't like a thing to tap out. So I thought he was tapping a couple of times, but the referee didn't – that didn't end the match. I don't know if um back then when they did that, it was so much tapping as if they were just kind of slapping the mat in pain. Right, but today – it would just automatically be mean something different. Oh yeah, if he did that today, it's like this guy. Oh, he's just tapping. He's up. tapping. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a different time, man. That's all. That's all I'm trying yeah. to say. No, no, no. You're right. Because some clown out there will watch this and clown. 
Well, not talking about our listeners. Won't you let me finish my thought? Some clown will watch it, and then they'll tweet Jim Cornette, and they'll go, your referees didn't even know to call a, a tap out, and you're Boy, sitting there you criticizing. Imagine, can you imagine what would happen if somebody started flaming Hildebrandt to, to Cornette in social media? Oh, man. The, he nuclear For war. those of you yeah. who haven't listened to old, old episodes, I mean, Hildebrandt's the right-hand man here. He's handling everything Corny can't get to, so you know. Corny's not going to stand for that. I mean, if you no, think he, some light tube wrestling is going to get him hot, attack his right hand man from his baby promotion. Shit, man! If somebody started talking about Mark Curtis, the referee, holy shit! Because that dude basically uh, he I've, kept it. I mean, he was the guy that was getting stuff done, done while Corny's having to go up north and manage Yokozuna. Yeah, I mean, he was basically running. A lot of things kind of, I guess, logistically in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially it, it, with the invaluable Tim Horner no longer on the scene. Right. And and, and let's be real. Hildebrand's not getting accolades from that. No, he's no, the nobody's ref. Nobody's praising him. He's the freaking ref. You know, he's he, there's no spotlight being shined on him for all the work he's doing. But I agree. If somebody were to tear into him over that, <laughs> Corny would lose it. <laughs> With that said, Seems let's like go. almost ought to pull a rib on Corny and send that in. No, <laughs> no, don't give anybody ideas. Jesus Christ, he might have a stroke. <laughs> yeah, we want to keep. We, we need to keep him around. So anyway, well, we have a contract signing here, uh, and I tried to look up who Robert Q. Harmon is because this guy's interesting to me too. But anyway, continue, please. All right, so we got a promo slash interview. Les Thatcher is in the ring with Robert Q. Harmon, Ron West, and the Dirty White Boy. Uh, let's hear. Remember, they've been teasing the thing about White Boy getting somebody to come after his Smoky Mountain title. White Boy said, bring him on. Let's hear what goes down. Here it is. Here in the ring are the Smoky Mountain heavyweight wrestling champion, the Dirty White Boy, Smoky Mountain wrestling official, Ronnie West, and a gentleman who you heard Bob Armstrong talking to the Dirty White Boy about just a couple weeks back, a sports agent from the West Coast, Mr. Robert Q. Harmon. Mr. Harmon, as I understand it, you are here today to get this gentleman's name on a contract to defend his title against your client. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm here all the way from Los Angeles to get his name on this contract. Mr. Anthony, I need you to sign this. I want everyone to see that you cannot back out of this contract. Would you sign this contract now? I need your signature on it so I can get back to L.A. I'm a very busy man. Sign this contract. Could I ask a question? At this point in time, there has been no name hung onto this challenger. Would you like to disclose who that is? He doesn't need to know the name. He said he would wrestle anyone. Well, Tony, uh, I like your attitude. They, they, they don't want to give you the name of the challenger, the contracts here. How do you feel about it? You've overlooked the contracts, right? Yes. You take every, everything's everything legit. Is official. Okay, Christmas chaos. I tell you what, big boy. Whoever you've got, I will sign this contract. And at Christmas chaos, I will take them on and defend this Smoky Mountain heavyweight title. You got a pen? Let me have the papers and I'll sign them. All right, now, uh, Ronnie West. Does this make this whole thing official? Then he is going to defend the title against this man's client. Still yes, sir, this is an official contract. This match will take place. I need the Mr. West signature on the other contract, please. So, uh, 
we do have a title match and still we have a challenger unnamed. Now, when do we get to find out the name of the challenger? That's not my problem. He signed the contract, whoever that may be. Uh, look, I'm very busy. I need to get out of here. Now, I have the contract signed. May I leave? I'm very busy. Well, you know, what I'm trying to find out is, you know, I mean, oh, obviously, it's Buddy Landell. It's, it's Nature Boy, Buddy Landell. Landell is attacking the dirty white boy. And here he's going to face that, that championship belt. Buddy Landell is the guy that Harmon is representing. What a, what a, a dastardly attack. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's Nature Boy, Buddy Landell. And a DDT. What is going on here? The contract. Hey, wait a minute. That's a that's a plastic bag. Wait a He's got that plastic bag on his face. I haven't seen anything like this since 89. With Terry Funk and, and Rick Flair. This is this is a dangerous. Someone pull him off of me. Someone get in there and pull him off of me. He's trying to smother the guy. Come on. The dirty white boy, he can't pull him off of it. He's going to smother the guy. Some, we need some help out here. He's, he's smothering the Smoky Mountain champion. This has no place on television. This is terrible. Here comes the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, my. This is, a, this is a chaotic situation, to say the least. Buddy Landell, after the contracts were signed for Christmas chaos, with that attack, oh my, we'll, folks, don't go away, we'll be right back. Well, 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 <laughs> we've been waiting to get back here for a long time. Uh, Doc, I think it's self-explanatory what we just heard and uh, watched, if you're on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT to see the video version of these, but uh, what do you think? Man, Buddy Landale is 33 years old there. Um, but Buddy is back. He's here to bust out some guts. And I got to say, man, I'm excited to have him back because this is, I mean, there's just a few names when you think Smoky Mountain that just kind of belong here. Tracy and Dirty White Boy. And uh, Buddy's one of them. And he isn't. He hasn't been around since what? Late ninety two. Late ninety two. Moon River. When yeah. He, uh, when he got fired by Corny for mocking Tim Horner in the uh, I Quit match, I believe it was. And man, I, yeah. but it's great because like that Harmon dude comes out and points out, man. Hey, he said we don't say anything. Dirty White Boy said he'd wrestle anybody, and they're like, oh, he's got a point there. I kind of wish Harper was here because Dirty White Boy was hanging out in a Hank Jr. shirt. Well, that was my note. No, White Boy <laughs> has a stylish 1994 Hank Williams Jr. shirt on with the cutoff sleeves. It was rather glorious for how many people? Area. How many people in that audience do you think looked over to their person sitting next to him and go, "Man, I wish I had that shirt." Oh, they 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 looked up and not only did they wish they had that shirt, but they were like. I gotta get me one of those, and you see that guy right there? That's a man of the people. He's one. He's he's one of us. They were they were behind him because that shirt. That shirt screams, um, "Dirty white boy." Boy, no kidding. And so then, buddy, man, I gotta say, um, 
Buddy, I'm glad to have him back, but there's more of Buddy than there was the last time, it looks like. You look like putting on a few pounds. Yeah, he's been out in L.A. eating too much sushi, I guess. Um, the bag on the head, man, that's a great visual because you can see it move with the breath, and it's just, you know, it's it, it feels dangerous. You ever have to put a bag on anybody's head, Menace? Maybe in the no, bedroom? But, but that's attempted murder. Just let's let's be real. <laughs> You're trying to strangle someone. Come on, man. <laughs> I like you know, and I like Jr. saying that he hadn't seen it since '89, so it's the callback to Funk and Flair. But um, you never had to put a bag on anybody's head in the bedroom. Come on, man. Just thought maybe you know like some tricks on how to cinch it in. You go ahead and admit to that if you want, while you're talking to thousands of people. I, I didn't. I didn't do okay. Anything. See, yeah, you change. You, you're changing that tune up quick. So, uh, well, there's statute of limitations, right? Obviously, maybe. I, I'm no attorney, so look. Yeah. All right. Well, it did. It was it just me, or did it feel like it took a long time for uh, the baby faces to get out there? They took a long time because I mean, he basically, if this was a shoot, he would have murdered Dirty White Boy with the bag. That's how long he was had the bag over his head. But it took them a long time. Yes. Okay, but it's uh, to to second what you're saying. Uh, it's good to see Budro back, and Rock and Roll did make the save eventually. To as we went to commercial, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's leave it at that. But Buddy is back, and he's here to bust some guts out and fill his nose up with Peruvian. Well, maybe not the nose with Peruvian. I'm just quoting Buddy from the Colcabana uh, podcast that he did years ago, which was glorious. Um, well, and he's a favorite. Yeah, he's a favorite it. of ours for lots of reasons. So we're going to have a soft spot for Buddy, and he's always going to get a little bit of a pass cut for him in there. It's good to have him back. Remember, he, he said when he was the beat the champ holder in the 92, he was going to run out, run 20 miles, and get a big stink up, and then come fight Horner. <laughs> no, that was the uh, Mountain Mayhem Battle Royal that he was going to do that in. Oh, yeah, so everybody, nobody would want to throw him out because he would stink too much. Yeah, yeah, he was going to go run out and get a good stink up so he could smell bad enough so that <laughs> no one want to be around him in the Mountain Mayhem. He's a fucking character. That's for damn sure. All right, so we keep moving, and we go to Boo Bradley and Tammy. And Chris Candido, they're in the back of the locker room. Let's um, let's hear what these couple have to say. It's just a, it's kind of a quick one, but here it is. Bradley, I have something to say to you, and you better listen good. You have two more chances to get rid of Cactus Jack. It's today on TV or Christmas Chaos. And as you can see right now, your precious little kitty Boots already has a nice little airtight home. And if you don't get rid of Cactus Jack, she's going to even have a better home. It's down in the bottom of the river with the fish. So you tell me what you're going to do, Boo Bradley. I'll do anything you want. I'll, what are you going to do to Cactus? I'll, I'll beat him up for yeah, you. Yeah, you better. Ladies and gentlemen, this match is for the... So they are continuing to threaten to murder Boo's cat Boots if he doesn't get rid of Cactus Jack. Doc, any thoughts on this? Uh, I just thought it was great that Boo got onto the Chiron there. Um, he actually got a mention next to the, the real people, the li- the humans. Um, and did, she had that cat in a bag, dude, supposedly. That, that's not a cat in that bag, but I, I, yeah. I know. But that's what they're <laughs> trying to make me think. Well, like I said, the shit you could do back then and not have to worry about PETA getting on your ass. Jesus. Because think about that. 
like we're we're joking and having fun, but PETA really would have gotten on them just because they insinuated that there was a cat in the bag. I'm pretty sure. Well, and I'm pretty sure they would have got on their ass back then if they'd have been alerted to it. To be fair, I don't think so. Boy, I do. No, they were. Peters had their shit together for a while, pal. They ain't just, you know. I don't know. When did the? I don't know, bro. This is '94. I mean, mean, we gotta remember. It's just a few years before this that Kevin Sullivan hung a fucking monkey, and a bear was pissing on a ramp in WCW, which is a much bigger place than this. Just saying. Yeah, but they didn't alert anybody. We don't know that they still didn't catch shit for that. I, I don't know. Tony Schiavone said they didn't. Well, the biggest problem with that is, is this the indictment that nobody was watching that bullshit in the early uh, that's, 90s? It's not true. It was not true. It still had a... I bet you more people... Here's what's funny about that statement. More people were watching that than, than watching WWE right now. Interesting. I have no way to prove or. or I don't either. I'm just saying that. I don't. I don't really know if that's true. I, I, it sounds good <laughs> enough for me. Let's go with it. Well, I mean, you'd have to go back because there is no. And like, I don't have to do shit. Let's go with it. No, that. no. What I'm saying is, I, <laughs> there facts. was no, there was no raw or nitro yet. There was no nitro yet, so you don't know, you know. But it, I'd be curious to know what like Saturday night was doing, like what, what those ratings were like, and then uh, I'd have to look up like buy rates and stuff, and I don't have that in front of me right now. But anyway, we will keep going because right now, uh, after Boo. Candido and Tammy uh, have boots in the bag and threaten to kill the cat boots. Uh, Primetime Brian Lee is in there versus one of the Infernos. Brian Lee wins and retains to beat the champ TV title. Doc, I don't have anything else from it. Do you? Mm-mm. Not a rather, thing. Rather, um, honestly, kind of a lengthy match for the Inferno, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. All right. Let's go now to the Rock and Roll Express with JR. Now, um, here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I certainly look forward to this uh, particular segment for several uh, weeks now because, uh, as many of you know, we're just uh, about a week away from Christmas chaos, at which time my friends, the Rock and Roll Express, will challenge the gangsters for the Smoky Mountain Tag Team titles. And uh, I know that you guys, uh, we've been uh, friends for a long time. When you say, Rick, 10, 10, 12 years now, right? Yes, we sure have, Jim. And I've seen you guys uh, at the top of the mountain. I've seen our problems. We've seen, uh, we've all had them. We've, we've been through everything together. And uh, we've always remained good friends. But I want to tell you very uh, candidly and very honestly, because I, I care about you guys, I think you're making a big mistake aligning yourself with Jim Cornette at Christmas Chaos. Well, Jim, uh, thank you for being concerned. And plus, you know, a lot of fans have asked this question, too. But you got to understand one thing. Robert and I are at the end of the rope. This is our last chance we get for our title match against the gangsters. I know that. And the only way to fight fire is to use fire. So I think the only thing to do is to join forces for this one time with Jimmy Cornette. Because you see, Jimmy Cornette can take care of the business outside of the ring that we need to be taking care of. Against the posse, Jim, because you got to understand, we have been through hell with these gangsters. I know that. And it's got to come to an end. So the only way we know to take care of this situation is to bring somebody in as devious they are, Jim. That's what we're trying to do. Okay, well, let me, let, me, uh, let me bring some things to you. Let me refresh your memory. Yeah, okay. I went back in my tapes. I, I look back. May 23rd, 1984. Uh-huh. Midnight Express, 
defeats the Rock and Roll Express for the Mid-South Tag Titles in Shreveport, Louisiana at the Irish Neil Boys Club. Jim Cornette's interference cost you the title. You remember that? Yeah, Jim, I remember it. All right. But see, we're in a situation, too, where his interference maybe be able to help us at Christmas Chaos. All right, another illustration. November 22nd, in the Superdome in New Orleans, I was sitting at ringside when you were injured in a scaffold match with the Midnight Express, again, thanks to Jim Cornette's interference. Yeah, that's, that's right, Robert. I remember that one, too, Jim. You went to the hospital on that one. Yes, sir, I sure did. Stayed there three days. February 2nd, 1986, in the Omni in Atlanta, you lost the NWA World Tag Titles to the Midnight Express on the first TBS primetime wrestling broadcast. Again, thanks to Jim Cornette. You remember that? Yeah, Jim, I do. You know what? You, you bring it back and dig up the bones. You know, you're refreshing our memory well, with the I, things I, he's done. I'm not through. I'm not through. May 9th, 1987, the Midnight Express defeated the Rock and Roll Express, this time for the United States Tag Title, and that was on Superstation TBS. Again, Jim Cornette was the cause of your loss. That's right, Jim. You know, I'm glad you... You see the point I'm trying to make to you? Yeah, I see what you're trying to prove, Jim. Now I see. February 25th, 1990, in Greensboro, North Carolina, you lost to the Midnight Express. You won the match. You beat the Midnight Express, but right after the match, Cornette led an attack that almost put you both out of wrestling for good. You remember that, don't you? Yeah, I think Jim's got a point here, Robert. We better check out about this Christmas chaos again. Well, I can tell you this, closer to home, right here in Smoky Mountain. November 92, you lost the Smoky Mountain tag titles twice in one month to the Heavenly Bodies, and it was because of Jim Cornette's interference. Yeah, that's right, Jim. We've got to what? what are you trying to do to me, huh? Are you trying to screw everything up? Who do you think you are, Mr. Guinness Book of all right, let me stop it for a second, Doc, because I wanted to address it. JR is really out on a mission to to put the brakes to this bull crap. Your thoughts just on that portion of it? He has certainly shed the journalist title here and is going into business. He said, you know, we're friends. We've been out there on the roads for 10 or 12 years. He he brought his note he brought Corny's notebook out and started giving out dates and times. Man, I I I thought that was I, I personally thought this was really, really good. I thought it was, you know, you could you could see Morton. Uh, you know, that's right. Shit, I remember that too. Oh fuck, man, I forgot about that. I was, you know, I thought this was really excellent. I, you know, I thought, I. The first thing I thought was, who talks more about Mid South, Jr. or the Menace? Uh, second of all, it was maybe Jr. should manage the rock and roll. But man, hey, what, man? right? Go ahead. Huh? No, well then, and, and then I was writing down, and he comes out. I don't blame Corny for coming out, man. Jeez, he's got to do. He's got to respond because he's just getting kneecapped here by good old Jr. Yeah, he's getting he's getting buried pretty much by Jr. here and and what he's trying to do. So uh, I agree, but Jr. was the uh, he went into business for himself, but it was that really was awesome. Perfect. I thought that was really good because he's got because yeah. you know who who else has the history with him to be able to do that? So he's the right person to try to talk sense to him, and he's probably doing. He's speaking for all the fans at home. There, come on, man, what are you doing? You can't get with him. Don't you remember all the times he fucked you up? What nobody remembers the dates and times, but Jr. has it. So JR is well, really by proxy speaking for all the fans, man. Come on. See the trouble, man. It's out there. It wasn't it wasn't just that he was like, Man, this guy screwed you a bunch of times. He he went and did his research to where mm -hmm. you know, whenever somebody does their research and they start 
pointing out facts. If you're intelligent, you'll at least pause for a minute to at least look at it. You know, it might not and, be and that, right. And that's what Morton Morton's like, well, shit, I remember that now that you say that, man. That was, yeah. that was rough. I was in the hospital. You know, I thought this was really, really good. Really good. It was. So, and you heard Corny a second ago. He come out. He comes and that, you know like, what that tells me? It tells me that, that the rock and roll had two gears. They had one gear that was, we're not here to play, we're here to stay. And they just would go out there and wink to the girls and put it on autopilot. But when they needed to do something, they had another gear they could go to. I agree. And with that said... You heard Corny come out bitching a second ago. Let's listen to the rest of Corny's rant right here where he gets on JR's ass. We got what, what are you trying to do to me, huh? Are you trying to screw everything up? Who do you think you are, Mr. Guinness Book of World Records? Everything Randy I, McNally? Everything I said is the truth. Everything I said is the truth. You Rush Limbaugh looking when you are you, Mr. Wizard? Don't be listening to him. He's trying to stir up trouble. He's always been this way since day one. Do you realize how long that it took me to get these two jerks to listen to me hey, to begin with? Jerks! <laughs> I was eating buffalo. Who you calling a servant? I, I, didn't mean, huh? I didn't mean to say jerk. I didn't mean to say jerk. It was just a poor choice of words. He's got me all fired up. See what you're doing. He's bringing up situations that you didn't bring up, Jimmy, that we kind of forgot about. Let me tell you something. You know down deep in your heart, neither one of you, I can look you square in the eye, you haven't forgot a single stitch, a single cut, a single bruise, a single broken bone, or a single loss that you've suffered at my hands. And you know that deep down in my heart, I haven't forgotten a time that you've spanked me, punched me in the face, put me in a woman's dress, and humiliated me from coast to coast and continent to continent. Next time I'm buy you some mouthwash. I'm going to tell you one thing, and you get this through your head. This time, I'm the one you need. He may be your friend, but he ain't going to help you win the Smoky Mountain Tag Team title at Christmas Chaos. I've given you my word, and I've made my pledge, and I'm going to keep it. You're going to be the new Smoky Mountain Tag Team champions. I'm going to make sure of it. I guarantee you that. Just one thing here. This is our last chance, Jimmy. Our last chance for the Smoky Mountain Tag Team titles. I told you before. Now, we're going to go on with this match. But Jim opened my eyes up. You double crosses. You're going to see those stitches. You're going to see those dresses. And you're going to see a lot more than that. Because, brother, you will never walk to the ring again if you double cross us. You see what you started? Let me say one thing to everybody. And I want you to look in these eyes, brother. Because of Jim Cornette at Christmas Chaos, the Rock and Roll Express will be the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. I'm going to have a surprise for the gangsters. As a matter of fact, everybody there that night's going to be real surprised. I smell our rat in this one, ladies and gentlemen, and it's in the form of Jim Cornette. We'll be back with more. Don't you go away. Well, everyone's on high alert. Do we really trust Cornette? Doc, what do you have from it? Man, between JR popping off back in Crockett, in 88 in here jr is not just a journalist he's he's more he's got opinions man i i told you that on the nwa show a couple weeks back i i don't know if i realized it as much because i just don't i i don't i feel like he didn't do that in mid-south and uwf but when you watch him on saturday night he he's pushing the envelope with like questioning people's motives and you know, making comments about the girls in the front row being top tens and 
it just he's doing stuff you're like wow jr was he wasn't necessarily an objective journalist at doing his job you know what i'm saying yeah that's okay though this was i like this a lot i thought corny came out and got his got everything back together and back on track and everything's this this was a clever this was a clever way to like because we've been back and forth now with them trusting each other you know i'm not saying them rock and roll trusting corny and this was a nice clever way to string the story along where jr is planting these seeds of doubt in their mind and now they're like huh i don't know man this dude when you put it like that this don't seem so caught yeah you know do should we do this but you know we'll see let's keep moving uh, Steve Skyfire and Brian Logan are about to get murdered by the gangsters. The gangsters win and are still the Smoky Mountain Tag Champs in this match. Um, I love hearing Les say the gangsters win with the 187. I don't have a timestamp, but he mentions that. And boy, they are intimidating looking in this crowd. Mustafa looks like, as Harper said, your worst nightmare out there. Um, or these people's worst nightmare. Doc, any thoughts on this match? It was a quick one. Man, that's a heel shirt that New Jack is wearing for 1994. What's he got? Uh, I didn't. Malcolm X. Oh, the Malcolm X. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, In the match, New Jack hit a nice hot shot. So that was good from him because he's not known for moves. And then at tw- I need you to go to 2950 because we need to think about, and I really wish Harper was here for this, but what are these two people saying? Let's see. 29, 46, 48, 49. I don't know if they're really saying anything bad. They got a brother behind them. They were, I wonder. Did I run that back. I didn't see it. I thought that maybe they were like, if my daddy wouldn't kill me, I'd try it. No, they didn't say that. You're just stirring shit. There's <laughs> a black person in the crowd. Jesus. I told you there was a different. We never see him. that. Anyway, uh, okay. So, any other thoughts before we go to the gangsters promo? No, uh, they're they don't give a shit who's t- teamed up with who. They got their they got the belts. That's right. Let's go with to the an interview with the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thanks, Les, with the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, the Gangsters. Gentlemen, next week is Christmas Chaos. I'm sure you saw the uh, confrontation segment with the Rock and Roll Express and Jim Cornette. I still say he cannot be trusted. If that ain't the pot calling the kettle black, Jim Cornette, you got some nerve trying to stick your nose in my business. And Ricky and Robert, you more dumber than I thought you was, you understand? Jim Cornette done done more harm to you almost than we have. And now you gonna have the nerve to call Jim Cornette to come up here and try to help you? That seems like an act of desperation, son. Now, Cornette, if you want to stick your nose in my business, you bring it on. I'm going to show you what it's like to be on the other end of a stick upside your head. Rick and Robert already know, so they can tell you firsthand. I done put them boys, we done dropped a bomb on them, and now they going to go and get Cornette. That sound like somebody's scared to me. That sound like they couldn't beat us, so they got to try what they call the master of doing the wrong. Cornette, you ain't seen nobody do nothing wrong yet. You know where we from, partner, and you know we going to do some harm to rock and roll. Cornette, I got a surprise for you. Ricky Rubber, I got something for you, dog. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you're here from the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. What's going to happen at Christmas Chaos? We'll find out in one week, and our TV main event is still to come. Any thoughts on the gangsters right there? No, not really. Of course oh, I do. They, of course I do. They dropped a bomb on them, man. That's a great line. Act of desperation, just... You had to go get corny. You couldn't. You gonna. You know he's gonna figure out what it's all about too. And I was just looking at New Jack's head and how young and just unscarred it looked. Man, wrestling business is tough, huh? Give it two years. It's <laughs> yeah. It it, it massively changes quickly too. At that, it's not a. It's not a gradual. I mean, it it just becomes. You think, New Jack, and ground meat you think New Jack lived a hard life so far? Ooh. You can't see it at this point, but he got some miles on that body. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's one of them things, man. Like, like I, I got a friend who's um ex-wife. Like, she, you could tell she, like, had a hard life. And you don't see it in your 20s and even in your 30s, like your early 30s. But out of nowhere, when them 40s hit, all of a sudden you look 60. That's all I'm saying. But I must yeah. have had an easy life then because I look good. I don't know, man. You one ugly motherfucker. That's for damn sure. But we'll that keep looks, going. Yeah. So what do you think about the gangsters? I mean, he, he, you know, Jack says the rock and roll calling on Cornette for help is like an act of desperation and somebody's scared. And I mean, I got to be honest. He ain't lying. He's telling the truth. It's right. very desperate. So the problem is, it's the Smoky Mountains, and nobody's going to say, you're right, you're telling the truth. They're not going to side with him. They're going to side with Corny. And all of a sudden, Corny is a baby face because of it, which is it's very amusing that mm-hmm. this man can become a baby face after all the criminal shit he's been into. Hey, in, man, in Americans, Americans, as a rule... Love a redemption story. We're gonna find That's that right. later. In, we're gonna find that later in '95. You know, somebody somewhere's like, man, I know Corny's a dirty bastard, but maybe he's good. Maybe this will be where he finally figures it out. Every time you you make a statement like that about the uh, Americans love a redemption story, it makes me think of Ray Lewis. Jesus Lord, I've never. <laughs> I'm sorry, anybody. Well, you better put you Ray. better put a blanket allegedly on anything. We're I'm about sorry. To say. Anybody out there who is a Ray Lewis fan, and, and football wise, I'm not talking. You know, he, he was a great football player. Hell, hell yeah, a, he was. Hell I mean, there's no, there's, there is no debate about his skills on the gridiron. Right, but come on, man, when he's out on ESPN and and crying and networks, and, crying and and preaching the Lord's work and. And he's the moral compass of society. I'm like, man, you can get the flying piss out of here because you were into some dirty stuff. You know, I know he got off. I know. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. Let's uh, let's leave the moral. Let's leave the the moral lessons to uh to some people who are not morally corrupt. Allegedly, allegedly. But everybody's right? dirty, right? Everybody's dirty. Everybody. Ninety nine point nine percent of society's dirty and is out for their own self interest. That's well how did how did everybody be dirty ninety nine point nine percent, but you and I and Harper found each other? 
Well, I mean, you know, there's a there's a there's a very small again. You get that point one percent. I'd like to think almost all of the army is in that point one percent. Boy, well. we have really assembled the. So we're the purest <laughs> people on earth, and we Boy, need to go. We. we need to go get. Uh, we should start our own compound. No, 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 no. We're, we're not starting no compound. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's keep moving. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, we get a Christmas chaos plug, and we're going to be in Knoxville on December 25th, Johnson City on December 26th, uh, Lenore or Lenoir, North Carolina on December 27th. So we got uh, five cities uh, coming on Christmas chaos. And December 29th, Erlander, Kentucky at Peel's Place. And Ashland, Kentucky, December 30th at the National Guard Armory. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, more to come in the coming weeks on the Christmas chaos stuff. Uh, actually, you if Harper was here, he'd be happy to hear that when it comes to Christmas chaos, we're actually going to see some clips of the main stuff, like White Boy and Buddy Landell. Uh, we're going to see some clips of this tag match. Although there is a replacement in that tag match that we're looking at right now with Jack, uh, crack this Jack, Brian Lee. Um, we're going to see some, we're going to see some highlights from Christmas chaos. So putting that out there, the, the gangsters versus rock and roll, we're going to see highlights of that. So let's keep going though. Um, I don't know if you, did you remember that they showed highlights no. of it? No, I, I mentioned it cause they didn't show anything from Thanksgiving thunder. Right. We just kind of glossed over that bullshit. Yeah, we just, just we just blew right through it. It was like, all right. It was like people that look at your calendar doc at work and you're out of office at four and they setting up meetings at four thirty and five o'clock. You're like, you just blow right past it. Like it's not even there anyway. But you know what I, I, I have the ability to do blow it, past their blow past and just be like, no, nah, I didn't see that. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for your annoyance. <laughs> That's what you tell them. All right, let's keep going because um, we are running short on the Patreon video at least. And well, then let's get going, dude. Patreon. Buddy Landell. So Buddy Landell's out here with his agent, Robert Q. Harmon. And if you remember earlier in the episode, Buddy jumped the dirty white boy from behind. So let's hear what Buddy's got to say. Gentlemen, our television main event still to come, Cactus Jack and Boo Bradley. But Look at the Buddy. nature boy, Buddy Landell, Mr. Harmon, his agent, I thought it was sickening in 89 when I saw the plastic bag situation, it's even more revolting now, Nature Boy. Well, isn't it in 94 to bring it back around? You know, a lot of people want to know where the Nature Boy Buddy Landell's been. Number one, I saved all my money, and I've been sitting back waiting for a prime opportunity. You see, Jim Ross, because I'm a world heavyweight champion looking for an organization to happen to. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people's counted the Nature Boy Buddy Landell out, but I've been sitting back biding my time. And in the meantime, a lot of high, influential people have noticed the Nature Boy Buddy Landell for the, through the years. My new agent from Los Angeles, California, Robert Q. Harmon, number one. This man has got me endorsements with Nike, Wheaties. Michael Jordan is the second highest paid athlete in the world today, thanks to the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. But let's get back to the dirty white boy. You understand, I come in and I'm smart enough not to start at the bottom rung of the ladder. I go right to the top because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, Jim Ross. But, buddy, he, you could have ended his career right there. You could have put him out forever. I was playing God Almighty with his life. Dirty white boy, I could have took you out. I'm playing games with you, boy, because that's what I do best. If I wanted to, 
dirty white girl would have been over at my house a fast it and made her oh, head right. swim. And That's let me tell you something else. The only reason I put a plastic bag over your head is, is because I talk to the dirty white girl when she calls me every night, and she told me that's the way she does it. Will you stop that. That's not, you know that's not true. I'll tell you something, you're biting off, you got the match at Christmas Chaos. You get the title match thanks to your agent here. I personally have the title deed to Knoxville, Tennessee in my back pocket. I own Knoxville, Tennessee. Christmas chaos, dirty white boy, I'm going to kick your stinking teeth in. Because like I said, I've tried rich and I've tried poor. And I like richer a lot better. I've mm. tried chump and I've tried champion. And champion happens to be synonymous with nature boy. And let me tell you something else. Let me set something to rest right now. Buddy Rogers was the original nature boy, God rest his soul. He passed away last year. Ric Flair got beat by a man that's closer to 60 than he is 30. The ball-headed guy from Atlanta. He embarrassed the name, the nature boy. So that's why I come back to professional wrestling. I deem it necessary to give the nature boy a shot in the arm again like I have for years. I am the original nature boy. I am going to be the new Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion. You can go to the bank with that. And besides that, I've got tons and tons of money backing me up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure we'll hear more on this next week. The match has been signed for Christmas Chaos, and now it's time for our main event. Oh, boy, boy. Buddy coming in hot. What do you have, Doc? For some, re for some reason, my favorite line out of that was, I was playing God Almighty with your life. That, that's a wild-ass line. It's that's a wild line, and um, it's rather it'll smack you in the face when he says that. Basically, he's saying he was toying with him, right? Um, he's calling out Flair for losing to Hogan. The one line that popped me the most was when he said he saved his money. <laughs> you want to take odds on that? Well. And he talks about Michael Jordan being second in endorsements behind him, and I, like, real, like you're thinking, come on, buddy. So we, that's yeah, so Wheaties and Nike, but I ain't ever seen that now. Right. Well, he claims he has Nike and Wheaties endorsements, which again, he's a heel, so that that makes it even better. Right. Um. Damn, but hold on. Well, but then he goes, he takes a shot at Dirty White Boy, and basically tells Dirty White Boy he's banging his wife. Right. She's calling me every night. Um, he's calling out Flair. He takes a shot at Flair. Flair lost to a guy named, you know, damn near sixty. Buddy's he's coming in hot, man. He's just fuck. He's like, I'm yeah. pissing everybody off. <laughs> I'm not here to just fuck it up. I'm here to fuck it all the way up. He's he's just right. coming in with 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 guns blazing. We well, we wouldn't expect anything less. Now. There's also some Boudreaux philosophy that comes out that we've often espoused as well, which is I've been rich and I've been poor and I ain't going back. Man, if I can hold, <laughs> if I can stop it, man, I'm not going back, man. That was a tough life. I'm with you. Well, we so just he, said he, it earlier. That shit ages you, man. Man, it beats you down, man. It it it, it it's I ain't going back. The, <laughs> the, the stress of trying to figure out which bill you're going to pay next to juggle all that shit so that you can just get by, man, 
I just get them all out there now and just write them all the checks and be like, here's your money. I'm going to go on with my life. He ain't rich, that's man. St- but... That stress wears you out, man. <laughs> Buddy was talking about it. I'm far from rich, but I, I mean, I can admit that I, 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 our bills are paid and it's a great feeling because I remember when I couldn't pay him. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. You want to talk about stress and beat down. So, but, and Buddy's tying that in, and that's what made this promo so great because, you know, there's people in that audience that are like, damn. I don't he's well, and what he's doing him. in that audience is setting himself apart from him, which is what a great heel will do. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's keep going because Budro is here and he's here to stay, not here to play. To take a line from the rock and roll, Cactus Jack takes on Boo Bradley. Uh, Cactus, can you uh, run it th- back to the very beginning of the match real quick to see what that clown Tommy Noe did? What did he do? Leave Tommy alone. Oh, sorry, Tommy. Very, very beginning. I mean, like at what point? Well, if Noe's out there, it's the ring introductions, and I believe he called Cactus Captain Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cactus might have told him to do that. Let's be professional out there next time, Noe. Okay, you're just... You're paid, to, you're paid to announce, not go into business for yourself. Now, if you could, let's go to 4003. Cactus is... Rasp- he must have had a lot of time this week to take notes. Look at that! Oh, when he hits that move off the off the uh, apron, the cannonball. Yes, <laughs> that's a rough move right there, bro. Let me tell you, because that ain't padded. That's just a tarp on that wooden floor. He hit that floor with his body, and it didn't really pop the people in front of him. Bruiser does that. Bru- Beer City Bruiser hits that move all the time now, man. That's a lot of weight to get in motion. To it's a lot to of movement frank. coming from above, <laughs> bro. You ain't lying. All right. So, this is a good, but this is a good match. I liked it, this match. It was violent. This is good, and I'm gonna have to stop the Patreon video shortly because I'm at the one hour cap of it that I can load on to it. But I will say this: Cactus hits a cannonball off the apron, like we were just talking about on the Boo Bradley. Um, they get near the end of the match. The ref is checking on Boo when Cactus runs at them both uh, on the ropes, and the ref gets sandwiched in between Boo and Cactus. Uh, Tammy is out there with a uh, red duffel bag like we talked earlier. And, again, we're to assume it's the cat in the bag. Um, and Boots is being smothered, literally. This is terrible. <laughs> it really is. It's just cat in his bag. But <laughs> it's, anyway, fi- it's filthy and foul, it's man. So I love it. foul. Like, because we're both animal lovers. We don't re- we're not really cat lovers, but we love dogs. But I don't want to just... see cats get, like, put in the right. microwave or something. I just don't want right. to own one. Right, there's a difference. I just don't want to own one, but I got sympathy for the little, little right. fellas, you know? I mean, yeah. Little fellas, stay out of my face and hold the microphone up high. So, I mean, I got sympathy for the little fellas. I'm just not a cat owner, that's all. I don't, I don't want to own one. But anyway, she's out there with the cat in the bag, and Cactus gets the bag, but Tammy gets it back. They spill out on the floor. It ends up in a double count out, and that's all I got. So, uh, they do go to a promo uh, after the end, but, Doc, did you have anything else from the actual match? Uh, no, we can hit the promo. All right, so let me. See I do expect Boo to have like a Hershey stain in the back of those godforsaken shorts, but whatever. God, yes. All right, let's go to Cactus's promo right here. Let me see if I can get it in while the video still plays. All right, hit it. Christmas chaos Ooh. next week. Ooh. It will be Falls Count anywhere, and it looked like uh, your little uh, therapy session wasn't quite as effective as perhaps we first thought. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Cactus, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> 
Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. But not for me! And not for Brian Lee! You see, as much as I'd like to lay down to sleep and have visions of sugar fairies dancing through my demented head, it's not that way! Instead, I lay down for a little rest and I got a vision of Boo Bradley's fat cellulite-ridden butt staring me in the face and it makes me sick! And it makes him sick! You say Brian Lee is rejuvenated, I say yeah, too. Look at the look in his eye! He's ready to hurt somebody. And what better way than a Christmas chaos and a match where falls count everywhere! Jim Ross, you look back in your mind and you remember the sport that made Cactus Jack a legend! There's a well-known song that says, you don't spit in Superman's face, you don't pull the mask of the old Lone Ranger, and you don't fight Cactus Jack in a match where falls count anywhere! I'm liable to drop an elbow off the top of the building! Brian Lee at 6 foot 7, 290 pounds, wants to squash Chris Candido like a grape. Squash! It's the most wonderful time of the year, Jim Ross, but for reasons that are all mine, mine, all mine! I've got the patience of a saint, but that needle's on empty and Boo Bradley, you're gonna pay. Oh, you're gonna pay. Big bang! All right, ladies and gentlemen, be back with us next week. Jim Cornette right here next week to manage the Rock and Roll Express. For less that's around Jim Ross. So long, everybody. He's out there rhyming. Doc, you got any thoughts from Cactus before we get out of here? Man, he's great. And did you know the song he was referencing there? No. Come on now. It was from the folk rock, 70s folk rock guy, Jim Croce. That's nice. Don't mess around with Jim. All right. Well, anyway, he's great, man. He is believable and comes at his. Nobody's promos sound like him at this time, and it's good stuff. He's very unique with the rhyming and the stuff. Yes, he's uh, he's cactus, man. So we're gonna have to see what happens. I, I will tell you this: they do show the highlights of the match, the tag match that he's involved in with Candido and this whole thing with Boots, and we will see if. If Boo ends up getting the better of Cactus so that Tammy and Chris do not kill his cat. They uh. do show they do show the outcome of that match. Let me just say that. So it's going to be seen. And yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So, all right, we got to do some disability checks, government cheese, all that good stuff. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind everyone. Please use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show. Uh, without spending anything extra, if you're already shopping on Amazon, please use it. Uh, you can buy anything and everything off of there, including uh, someone who's coming back to Smoky Mountain soon, and that's Bobby Blaze and his book, Pin Me, Pay Me. But seriously, use it. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life, and tell them to use it every single time they shop on Amazon. Again, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Also, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to get over 200 plus Patreon exclusive episodes that are up right now and more coming every single day. By the time you hear this, 
you would have already heard uh, there was a there was a week where we dropped a pre-show talking the Wildcat weekend for edX Rated, along with Lance and I did a USA Championship Wrestling episode from May the 28th, 1988. So recent stuff that we put up there for all, for our patrons. So again, it's tinyurlcom BTT and we'd appreciate it. Doc, disability checks. How much you giving this one? Man, I thought this was a really hot episode. I thought it was really good, top to bottom. Everybody was rolling on it. Uh, give me an eight. All right, so I'm going to break it down and give it the same thing. Uh, I haven't been given ratings, um, but I will give this one an 8.6 as well. I thought this was hot. I liked the segment with the rock and roll. I mean, there was just a lot of gold here. The gangsters with a promo. We got Buddy Landell. I mean, Jesus Christ, Buddy's back. So actually, I tell you what, I'm going to bump it up. I'm giving this one a whole nine because I'm just thinking about Buddy. Buddy was just... It was just a treat listening to Buddy. And speaking about Buddy, well, when you come back to the territory, you're going to get the government cheese. So, Buddy Landell, government cheese is on you. Doc, who are you giving your cheese to? How could it be anybody else, man? you got to say New Jack was keeping it warm for Buddy. Well, and here's the thing. Buddy jumped Dirty White Boy. And not only did he jump him, but then he came back out and cut that promo where he's talking about Michael Jordan is second in endorsements to him and Buddy's saying he's got Nike and Wheaties and then Buddy says, tells White Boy he's banging a dirty white girl and then takes a shot at Rick losing to a 60-year-old guy. And he just was coming in hot, man. It was just insane. It's true. Uh, Buddy did a lot there. And with that said, uh, I don't know if I really have anything else. I'm thinking we're just about done. Doc, what do you have? Or can we go do the next episode? Well, everybody else has to wait a week, but you and I got to keep our working boots on because we got to, you know, just segue right into the next episode. So uh, why don't you hit the tagline and get us out of here? Book it, bitch.
we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to all of our great patrons out there. Thank you for your support. Your support really does mean a lot to what the three of us do. Uh, I should say four with Lance uh, every single week on this show uh, with the world class shows, Smoky Mountain shows, NWA shows and our new show, the ECW bottom line cast at the $5 tier as well. But we appreciate your support and your patronage. So if you're a patron, thank you so much. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support us. And um, also, uh, if you're a patron or not, use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Bookmark that and please give that link to your family members and everyone that you know and tell them to use it because it is a great way to support what we do. I want to also thank the Hall of Fame patrons out there. So Rocky Suazo, who is a longtime Patreon or longtime listener, and now uh, jumped up and he is a BTT Hall of Fame listener. Thank you, Rocky. I know you're out there. You've been listening for a long time, man. Thanks for bumping up. And um, well, thanks for, for becoming a uh, Hall of Fame Patreon member. We appreciate it. Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at G.A. Russell Nutt, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph I. Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, J. Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Mini, Tutu, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, and at Godbold Unreal on Twitter. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Definitely appreciate that. Your patronage is of great help. And remember, if you have it, you're either seventh month at that patron level or one year, two year anniversary, etc. at that patron level, please let me know because I owe you a shirt. If I haven't already got you your shirt or your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card, let me know and I will get it sent out. Um, also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and Mike does the ECW live cast as well, the extreme live cast on the Patreon feed. But check out his Bottom Line cast with JV. It's a podcast series where they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes come out every single Monday morning, available wherever you get your podcast from, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, etc. And also follow Mike and JV at BottomLineCast on Twitter. Uh, that is the show's official Twitter feed. But again, also I said they are doing the ECW Livecast 2, the Extreme Livecast. It's a watch-along series. Every two weeks, they do two episodes on our $5 tier. So that's a, another great benefit to being a $5 Patreon member is you're going to get the ECW shows now too. That's all I have. Thank you everyone for being patrons. We appreciate it. Hall of Fame patrons, we appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support. Have a great day and until next week on the Smoky Mountain Show or the NWA Show, book it bitch. <laughs>